Welcome to the Carolina Contractor Show with your host, General Contractor Donnie Blanchard. Brought to you by GAF, the world's largest roofing manufacturer. GAF, we protect what matters most. You know, it might be hot and humid, but that's not going to stop us from sitting in an air-conditioned room and doing our show. Welcome to the Carolina Contractor Show. My name is Eric Smith. I do inside sales for Home Builder Supply and Wilson. Across from me, also in air and conditioning, is Mr. Donnie Blanchard. He's a general contractor and also owner of SureTop Roofing. How are your boys adjusting to the heat? Well, they actually prefer the heat over the cold, but yeah, I think just the human element of it all, I feel really bad on these really hot days. And so we've been calling it at mid-afternoon or so, and um, you can only get so much done this time of year. It's just not a great time to put on a roof. Uh, the only guys that work full days are all in the shade all day. Mm-hmm, exactly. Or sitting inside the AC like I do. <laughs> all right. So I, I want everybody to understand that not only are you a general contractor, Donnie, but I like to refer to you as a future TV star because- You've been filming a, a show for A&E and, and you're part of it. Do you want to explain to people the TV show that you're affiliated with for those who might be new to the Carolina Contractor Show? You had to put the pressure on me right out of the gate. Only you, only you. Yes, now, sir. I am far from a TV star, but um, I uh, had the privilege to be asked to do the general contractor gig on a show called 50-50 Flip that airs on A&E. Uh, piece of interesting news is that Hulu actually bought the rights to the show recently. So it will be airing on Hulu as well as A&E come January. And um, the good, the better news is that we finished filming in about two or three weeks. So it's been a long ride, six months flipping 10 houses, along with everything else that I have going on. And when I say a long ride, I, I really can't put into words just how tough it's been, but we made it and it was a heck of an experience. All right. When should those shows start airing on TV where us uh, little folk can see them? So January is the projected date that hadn't been set in stone yet. Basically, when we finish everything in the field, uh, the ball will be in production's court. So they will they will do all the producing and all the back end stuff in the next three months. And they think that by the beginning of the year, we should be ready to go. And for people also who aren't familiar with the show, they did an episode with us. You call it uh, B Story. And they filmed the Carolina Contractor Show in the studio and they like doing that? Did the Be Polites like that? Very exciting stuff. And um, we were honored that they actually wanted to do that. They call it a field trip. And they basically brought the whole production team to our studio. And I think we filmed for, what, five or six hours? At least. I don't know how much content will actually come out of that five or six hours. But I, I just, it's wonderful feeling because you and I put so much work into the show that we get to air this thing on national television. And I can't say that national TV is not going to help my roofing company or my building business because I'm not interested in leaving North Carolina. But in terms of something like what we've been doing for the last four years, it could be a heck of a promotion for the Carolina Contractor Show. Yeah. And if you're not familiar with what we do on the Carolina Contractor Show, the best thing to do is start at our website. It's thecarolinacontractor.com. One of the things you can do, and we'll get into this in a second, is download old shows. We have them organized by uh, subject. So if you want to learn about your roof or plumbing, or maybe some general questions people had about their house that we did a whole show on, you can find that, download them and listen to them at your own time. We've also got our social media links, Facebook and IG and, and YouTube videos. Also, if you have a question about your house and it doesn't have to be about a roof, like Donnie um, would know anything about your house, the inside, the outside, the top, the bottom, you can click on a little button called ask the contractor and it goes to Donnie and he'll answer those questions. And we like to, he'll always answer your specific question back when he gets time, but we like to do a show every now and then that's just nothing but those questions. But you found some new updates about 
the podcast downloads going on. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that because our podcast downloads have exploded. I, I think I mentioned in last week's show that they maybe doubled, and I want to say the follow-up week they tripled. And so I have no idea what's going on there, but nonetheless, thank you to everybody who supports the show because, like I mentioned before, you and I put a lot of work into this thing, and it's just nice to see that people notice. And, of course, if you're going to put content out there, if people are digesting that content, then that's just a win for everybody. So it, it motivates me. I have a lot of fun doing this. I know you do too. Uh, good conversation mm-hmm. at church. Like you said, they come up to you. Hey, Eric, heard what you said last week about this. And, uh, you know, it's it, I'm in the supply house or just talking to a subcontractor or I think we did the, uh, the show on big box versus building supply not long ago. And the folks that I deal with, I called them out by name. So I got individual thank you calls for those. And I don't know, I just think the show is a good thing for everybody, especially on a local level. We kind of joke, Donnie, that our show is like sports center for DIYers, people who like to putter in their garages, fix things, install new things. Some things you can do yourself and it's pretty easy. You'd probably agree with that. And some stuff you might go, I'm going to call a pro and let them do this home improvement or this project for me. So we're kind of calling this again, the sports center for DIYers. And you would want to start off a show with a little pregame and you've got some stats about DIY projects. Yeah, I was browsing the internet, just seeing if there was anything out there. And I was surprised because they did have a nice list of stats that are super relevant to what we're going to talk about today. But I'll uh, just dive right in. Uh, the, The one thing that surprised me the most is that millennials are leading the DIYers. So if you look at the pie chart, uh, the millennials are uh, the most handy around the house. And I just wouldn't think that because, you know, the old timers definitely had more experience with hands on. But I guess an easy answer to why that is, is, you know, they have better backs and <laughs> less money. So That's right. uh, a couple other things that they followed up with is that most DIY injuries happen in the summer. So I don't know the reasoning behind that, but just a stat they threw out there. Uh, people are using small DIY projects as a means to beat stress. I'm all in favor of that because nothing bad can, as long as there's no injuries, nothing bad comes from that. And I think the DIY injuries happen more in the summer because the summertime is when most DIY projects are happening. No, that makes perfect sense. Common sense. Um, The other stat that they mentioned is that social platforms, social media platforms, that is, they're making DIY projects extremely popular. And I did read another thing that Instagram alone has $20 billion dollars in advertising money coming in just through their ads. So uh, a lot of these ads are tailored towards DIY projects, home renovation, and that sort of thing. And um, I I do know that when we started filming the TV show, you kind of wonder why A&E would gravitate towards home renovation shows because it used to only be HGTV and the DIY channel, but other networks have gotten in on that because uh, per what they told me is that everybody wants to consume the home renovation and DIY. So they can see the numbers for what people tune into. And that is why other than HGTV and DIY network that other platforms are getting involved. So that stat makes perfect sense. Now, Donnie, another thing that was very interesting to me is it said the average American home has nine DIY projects or jobs that need to be done. If you're me, it's more than that. But hopefully today, one of the things we can do is show you how to tackle some of those projects and mark them off your list because we always tend to have some loose ends. (laughs) I've got like three without naming them specifically, Donnie. Do you have like a few loose end projects you need to get taken care of? I was going to say, I just want to meet the man who has only nine honeydew projects around the house because that's strong. That is very strong. I did keto a few years back and I cut my sugar out had all kinds of energy. And I, I want to say I had about a 40 item list that I knocked down in about two or three weekends. I was just an animal. And, uh, but I think the average man, average homeowner 
you know, nine is a is a conservative number. So I agree with you there. Yeah, that's if you're counting things like uh, trim the bushes or or fix that loose connection on a light. But if you're talking a major DIY repair, I think everybody has a few. And most Americans, not the overwhelming majority, but the majority of Americans feel that their house is always a work in progress. But when it comes to repairs and maintenance, it naturally will be because every couple months and let alone every few years, you've got something that's got to be taken care of. And we've talked about that on past shows that if you buy a house, unlike renting a house or an apartment where you just made a phone call and said, hey, my sink's clogged up or I need this fixed, you got to take care of it yourself. And unless you have a lot of money, you've got to learn how to do these things yourself also. And then the other stat you had that was cool was uh, 36% of Americans took on a project to make their space more enjoyable. And I think that's the the main reason we want to do DIY projects, improve sometimes aesthetically the look of our house or a room or just make it more comfortable to live in because that's where we spend most of our time is in a house. Yeah, I love that. And and most of the time projects do come out of necessity where the wife says, Hey, I want oh, how about this? This would we really improve our um situation in the kitchen or, you know, the husband has something outside and uh not to limit husbands to outside work, but that's normally how it goes. And um, I, I just love anything that comes out of necessity because making your quality of life better and easier is a real thing. And I, you really can't put a price on that. Um, I, I was reading down below that where uh, it said that Americans, and we'll get into this later, but Americans usually take on smaller DIY projects that cost under $5,000. I think if you're not very handy, that might be a good way to gauge whether you should take it on or hire a contractor. Does it exceed that $5,000 mark? And usually Projects over that ten, twenty thousand dollars, you're going to need an extra hand. All right. Well, that's perfect. How we can get into today's uh, episode, Donnie, is do it yourself or call a pro. So it's common for retailers of appliances and home goods. We talked about big box stores to offer installation of their product that you've bought from the store, whether it be a refrigerator or a general appliance or even roofing and and plumbing supplies. They can recommend it, and they've got a vetting process that varies. Some retailers say, hey, we, we're going to have a licensed person that does this. Others just contract that work out. So the overall question, is it worth the money to have a pro install an appliance or a home good versus doing it yourself? Give us a couple of the pros there, Donnie. A couple of the pros is that it may lead to a faster install, depending on which trade or which appliance you buy and pay them to put it in. You know, it could be faster, easier. It's a one-stop shop kind of thing. Uh, the warranties are sometimes included and um, on, on workmanship. So if you're going through a big box store, for instance, and they bring their people in, you know, they, they may not have the same type of warranty as, say, a certified contractor. And I guess if there's another pro to throw in there, hmm, uh, they usually carry all the tools, backup supplies needed. So if something doesn't go quite right, then they can still get that in there. Uh, there's no running to the store three or four times to get the tools and the parts. So the day that they come is usually the day, the day that they finish. Yeah. So go ahead, everybody out there in, in Radio Land, raise your hand if you've ever started a project and ended up going back to the store two or three times over that same weekend just to get it done. We've all done it. We've all been there. I like walking by the folks and say the plumbing or the HVAC section, and you can just see them there puzzled. You can obviously tell they're not a subcontractor and you know they're trying to take on this Saturday project that just whipped them. and I'm always tempted to say, man, can I, can I help you with something? But I've got somewhere to be. So I just politely, you know, keep walking, do my thing. But I hate to see the puzzled look because I do want to help. 
one of the cons that jumps out to me and is that it can be really expensive. So sometimes more than what you're paying for the product that you'll pay to have it installed and not necessarily with roofing, but I will say as a whole, because they do sell roofing as turnkey at some of the big box stores, average houses, 25, 30 squares, they can be as much as $200 per square. So you're talking a $6,000 swing on a house to pay the big box store. And uh, people just don't realize that. They think, well, I'll just I'm buying my shingles directly and then I'm paying them to put it on. And they don't do their due diligence to have another quote out there. And especially with a, a certified contractor. But we saw that a lot and that gained a lot of popularity about 10 years ago. And I think that you know, folks got wise. A lot of the storm chasers forced people to contact multiple subcontractors for that trade. So that somewhat solved that problem. And I have a, a contact at a big box store that said they do not sell the roofing packages that they used to. And I'm thinking, well, gee whiz, you could knock your price down a couple few thousand dollars and still make way more than I make and have plenty of business. But that's their decision to make. The installers a lot of times make mistakes. So your recourse may be limited. And I think the thing to advise people is to ask the right question. You know, like we said, on the even on the pros, what's the warranty? What's the workmanship? And if this doesn't go well and I have a problem in three or four weeks, are you coming back to fix it or replace it? And I'll just say the last thing is you're at the mercy of their schedule. So you may have to wait weeks, if not months, depending on there are appliances out there right now that are still back ordered for as much as three to six months. And I've heard some horror stories. So uh, like I mentioned a second ago, always important to ask the right question. So this is a Carolina contractor show. And what we're talking about is DIY projects and when you should call a pro. That's why we're mentioning big box stores. You can have them install it. We're at the halfway point of the show, Donnie. Let's list some things that people can make that decision on. We're not going to hit the obvious um, things like there are certain projects that are easy, changing light bulbs. We're not going to do a DIY on that. I'm, I bet you, by the way, you could find someone who would charge you to install it. But I'm not also picking on Lowe's. I'm just going to use them as an example because the information was readily available and it's public. The prices that I'm going to be quoting are what I found online in June of 2023. And this is at the Wilson, North Carolina store. Depending on where you are, it might be different. And the other variables like free install, if you spend a certain amount, or if you finance with a retail credit card, or you wait for a certain sale, you can get a special deal on the install. So I'm going to start off with something that people don't think about, but I've had to do this twice. Garbage disposal. I'm going to classify the level of changing out a disposal as a medium because you usually don't have pressurized water going to it. Cabinets can be a cramped space to work in, but here's the, the price. I found the cost of an install was $155. The cost of the actual garbage disposal starts at $115. So right off the bat, you can see that there's a $40 difference between the price of the actual product then have a pro come in and install it. Have you ever done a garbage disposal install? I live in the country and it's always been a rule of thumb that you don't do a disposal on a septic tank. They have since come out with enzymes that you can put in into your septic system that'll make a disposal work okay. I don't see the big deal, but no, I've never put one in my personal house. But um, I, I did look at that number that you put down and that $155 for a plumber to come out for you know, he's got to drive there. He's got to have the parts. Uh, he's got to drive back home. And uh, I will say $155 sounds pretty darn attractive. And um, the thing that makes me question that is I don't know many plumbers that come out for less than a couple hundred dollars. So if they're doing that and they must be getting plenty of work to offset the low rate. So that would make me question that. We're making an assumption there. It's a licensed plumber. Maybe sometimes we can get Lowe's, who, by the way, is not a sponsor of the show, but it should be. <laughs> 
come on and, and talk about how they do that vetting process, but could it be just a general handyman without a plumbing license to put in one of those? Absolutely. You said you put in two, right? Yeah. It's a cramped space to work in and it really helps to have two people to do it. Unhook a couple of PVC drains and usually hardwire it in and you're, you're back in business. Uh, have you done a dishwasher? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Dishwashers are not very complicated. I'd say the biggest thing to be careful of if you're going to tackle this one is is the hardwired connection. So you'll want to find the breaker for the dishwasher. Make sure that uh, there's no hardwired connection. And, um, you know, other than that, you have a uh, basically a supply and a drain for the water. It ties right into the supply for the sink, usually because it's right there to the right or left adjacent to the kitchen sink. So all those especially if you already had a dishwasher in place, should be there and easy to tie into. But yeah, that electrical connection, I'd say find it on the new dishwasher before you pull the old one out so that it's a seamless transition. And other than that, I think that's totally DIY. Another thing I want to call out is uh, depending on what kind of countertops you have, there's normally a little screw or an anchor that you have to anchor the front most part of that dishwasher into. So identify all that before you pull the old one out of the hole. And lots of videos on how to remove a dishwasher so you can remove it yourself. Call your local city to determine if they'll take it away for free. A lot of places will take it away for about a $50 fee, but sometimes your city will do it for no charge at all. Next appliance is the oven. Uh, I could not find an install price for it at the Lowe's and Wilson. I've had mine replaced. They did list. They would take an oven away for $50, sometimes free if you bought one of their ovens. Now, you think an oven, Donnie, is slide the old one out, put the new one in place, plug it in, and you're in business. Years ago, I had my oven put in, and the guys came in, backed the old one out, and then he looked at me and says, I can't do any more. And I went, why? He said, because it's hardwired in, and that requires an electrician, and I'm not here as an electrician. I'm here as a contractor. And he said, the good news is I am actually a licensed electrician, so I can tell you what you need to do. Go back to Lowe's, ask for this girl, tell her you need this box, bring it back, wire the hot to the hot, ground to the ground, connect it to the wall, and you'll be ready to go. Easy thing to do, but verify. Does yours just have a standard plug-in into the wall? I don't see why you would want to pay anybody to install it. (laughs) That draws a bit of skepticism on my end because I'm wondering why somebody with an electrical license would be working at Lowe's. So maybe he's semi-retired, but... Everybody with a license that I know is in super high demand and they're probably the highest paid subcontractor in my world. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe his advice is good. And (laughs) I just had to throw that out there because an oven is a 220 connection that will fry you. All right, let's move over to something that uh, you don't think about this, but it's a toilet. With this, I have one funny story tied to it. I bought and installed a new toilet upstairs years ago. And when I was carrying the literal toilet, not with a tank on it, just the base up the stairs, my wife said, that toilet has no idea the pain and evil that's in store for it once it gets installed. Here's the thing with a toilet, whether determining whether you want to install it yourself or call a pro, you have pressure, pressurized water lines going to it. You have non-pressurized water connections. You have a drain system. And if you don't get it set correctly, you can have a leak and not know about it from the base. If you don't do the floor wax seal properly, you can have a leak there. If you use too much pressure, tightening stuff down, you can crack it on the install. It is a heavy item. It's not difficult to actually do the install, but according to Lowe's website back in June, $208, toilets run 94 
to $1,500. So if you bought a very expensive toilet, I would say dealing with pressurized water and a drain system, I'm calling a pro. Agreed. All day long. A toilet is the one thing, even though the difficulty to swap one out isn't crazy, I would say that that's probably the most important fixture in your house that, that needs someone who's done it before. Because if you don't set it right on the wax seal, or like you mentioned, if you crack the toilet by tightening the screws down too hard, or say that the the tank and the bowl don't go together properly, there's just so many things that can leak. And water from a toilet is not the water that you want on your bathroom floor. So I'm all about paying somebody to do that. And um, it, like I said, it's cheap and easy. New wax seal is really all that you need besides a new toilet. And uh, there's enough internet footage out there that you could probably get some decent guidance. But uh, like I mentioned, for peace of mind's sake, I would rather hire a pro. All right, Donnie, washer, dryer. Have you done both or either? Oh, both. Yeah, absolutely. More than I would like to admit. Yeah. Um, we, you know, 15 kids over here. So laundry is a real thing. And um, I think we're on our fourth washer dryer since we moved into the house. Uh, so yeah, that that's not a big deal. I would say that new hoses may be the only thing to swap out and whether or not your dryer vent hose is adequate. Uh, and that usually the connection is just whatever the builder decided to give you. And there's usually a vulnerable part at the dryer connection. You want to make sure that that, mm -hmm. that vent is not pinched or compromised. 100%. And the website for Lowe's and Wilson did not have an install price listed. They will take away your old washer dryer for 50 bucks. You might want a hand truck, but to me, I've had them replaced. I have them deliver mine and tow my old one out to the street when they did it. But you're right. For the washer dryer, it's a hot water connection. Plug it in. Make sure your drain line, which is very simple, usually just drops into a hole. And then the dryer vent having a good connection there. The cost of a, a washer and dryer is 300 bucks if you find a great deal. But we know they can go up to four five thousand dollars oh, yeah. real quick really oh, yeah. i will say on the five thousand dollars the more expensive washer and dryers definitely want to read the manual and maybe ask the right advice because those have a few bells and whistles that the average homeowner might want to address before just swapping those out now get this donnie microwave ovens yes you can actually pay someone to install a microwave now now most microwave ovens are usually sitting on a countertop or there's some places in a house that it's mounted about head high. You can get them above a range or an oven. And maybe that requires a custom install. But to me, a microwave oven is something you unplug the old one, plug the new one in if your measurements are correct and you're back in business. Get this, the cost to install it was listed at $179 and you could buy the microwave itself for prices starting as low as $50. Would you ever pay that much to have someone install a $50 microwave? Hmm, that makes me think that those are the microwaves that act as a, uh, a vent over the cooktop as well. So maybe $180 if you have to install one and vent it out of the house and that sort of thing would, would justify $179.80. Right. But um, I'm guessing that the $50 microwaves are probably the countertop microwaves. And um, uh, but, but no, I would not pay that. Even though it's heavy, I'd call a neighbor or a friend and... It's, you know, most people have their microwaves over the cooktop set on recirculate, so they're not actually vented to the outside. But uh, yeah, that's ridiculous. That's, that's as upside down as those numbers can get. All right, Donnie, the last DIY, this one I did, my, uh, I did not do myself, but this was a storm door. Um, the reason I let them install it is because the people that usually install storm doors, in this case from Lowe's, which is where I got mine, they've done it a hundred or a thousand times. They know little things that can pop up. 
based on how your framing of your doorway is, little things that they can do for shortcuts to get it in faster. The install also came with a guarantee. So he said one year, if some of the workmanship isn't right or it's not closing correctly, call us back. Uh, the cost to install it was $149 and the product range is $200 to $1,500 plus. So if you know what you're doing, you can install these yourself. But I love to have the assurance of one year on parts and labor. And the guy came in, I would say it took him 35 minutes from start to finish to have that door in and it's worked perfectly ever since. Right. No, I agree with that wholeheartedly. And a storm door, as easy as it may look, uh, they're you know, several things that can go wrong there because it's not a one size fits all. And so it's their job once you put that on them to figure it out and figure out the weather stripping and the way that it latches and make sure everything works smooth before they leave. So definitely think that that's worth it, especially on something like a storm door and people have in their mind that a storm door is much cheaper than they really are. But a big sheet of glass with aluminum wrapped around it, it is not an inexpensive item at all. The most inexpensive are uh, two, three hundred bucks. The ones that you usually see on demo floors, you're talking $750 to $1,500 to install one of those. I know that from experience. They're usually custom ordered and you can wait a couple of weeks to get it. I hope this information on something you might decide, I could probably do this or call a pro will help, but there's some stuff we didn't tackle today that we want to do on a future show. And those are the big things. Bathroom vanities, uh, kitchen cabinets, countertops, windows, roofing, flooring, painting, there's a whole bunch of things that, in our opinion, you really should consider hiring a contractor before you even do it. So I say, Donnie, in the future, we need to do a show that's just going to concentrate on those projects themselves and, and some steps homeowners should take before venturing into the world of big demo. Agreed. Let's tackle it next week. What do you think? I think that's a great idea. We'll do that. So we hope you come back next week and check us out for that episode. Again, go to the website to Learn about us and download this episode of the show as soon as we get it up and past ones. Website address is thecarolinacontractor.com. And we will see you next week. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Carolina Contractor Show. Learn more at thecarolinacontractor.com. Brought to you by GAF. We protect what matters most. If you suspect a severe thunderstorm or hailstorm has damaged your roof, contact SureTop Roofing. They'll inspect your roof, document any damage, and repair it quickly. SureTop Roofing, your local GAF Master Elite Certified Roofer. Visit SureTopRoofing.com.